Hi, everybody, and welcome along to the official Korean FC podcast. Uh, another week closer to Christmas, uh, and very few presents bought at this stage. So, one would need to get uh, get on the ball, if you pardon the pun. So, um, this week, Korean uh, host Crusaders in an eagerly anticipated clash on Saturday. Uh, and I'm delighted to say that our special guest this week is a man who has played with distinction for both clubs. Uh, and that's Howard Beverland. And of course, Howard is now with Ballyclare. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your career later, Howard. But first of all, welcome along and uh, great to see you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me along. Uh, it's good to see us again and uh, to chat all things football. Yes. And of course, we're, we're joined by Johnny McNabb as well. Uh, a mainstay of the podcast. Johnny, how are you? Hi, Grant. Obviously, we were, we were disappointed on Saturday coming up the road from Oregon. Um, not the easiest place. They, they, they leave empty-handed and coming back up the road. But Chiefs uh, and Navy certainly made up for it and it was a good result and six goals. Can't mind the last time Corian scored six goals. Um, <laughs> we don't score. We, we score maybe two or three, but I can't ever remember, can't ever remember scoring six. So, um, good to get through the, the final and something to look forward to in the new year. Yes, well, actually, you just mentioned the League Cup final, and I guess that that's as good a place as any to start. Uh, as we uh, as we were recording this podcast on the Thursday morning, um, the story in the back of the Belfast Telegraph by uh, Stephen Beacom, uh, our good friend. Uh, and the story is that there's a talk of the League Cup final, the Bet McLean League Cup final taking place on Sunday, March the 13th. Now, by my reckoning, I think it maybe would be the first occasion an Irish League match has been played or an Irish football game on a Sunday for quite some considerable time. Um, as I say, it's out there. It's already causing a lot of uh, debate and discussion on social media outcome or channels. So, um, Howard, I'll turn to you first of all. I mean, as someone like yourself, you know, who's in the game, but is also well known for your for your Christian beliefs. Um, can I get your reaction initially to the story that the final possibly could be on the Sunday? Okay. Well, we'll start with an with an easy question then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it does get it does uh, get easy. <laughs> uh, I think uh, <clears throat> almost it's uh, great to see Corian uh, reach the final, and as, as John has said so emphatically as well, scoring six goals and brushing Warren Point aside, really, and 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 back back to another final to defend the the trophy as current holders as well. I I think like. To be honest, it, it could go down as one of the best possible ties, to be honest, because we know Cliftonville have been doing uh, so well under Paddy McLaughlin and they've went to another another few levels this year um, as well. So it's going to be a great occasion, first and foremost, and congratulations to, to both teams and managers for reaching it. Yeah, look, the, new, the news is quite new to me. I suppose I did find it strange that there was kind of, it was going to be so late and then there was talk of, uh, you could tell that there was... Uh, conversations going on in the background because it was all just a wee bit bizarre. Um, and and you're right. I think if if I if I look back, I think there's been in my time playing, there's maybe been two Irish League games on a Sunday. I think Glen Torren played at the Oval in one of those, and I think Cliftonville played at Solitude against Donegal Celtic, possibly. But like outside, you know, this is a, a final. It's a big occasion, and, and this is going to be new ground for, for the league and for the country. And, and I suppose it's going to be a very much a split uh, view, I would say. Um, obviously, the league for so long has been 
trying uh, different days and for matches outside of the kind of traditional Saturday at three o'clock and um, between Friday, Saturday, Saturday evenings. I know the League Cup final having been in the squad and played um, the previous year against Korean Four Crusaders two years back actually um, that was a Saturday evening around a quarter past half five so tr- that's been trialled as well and um, the Sunday one I'm, I'm probably quite surprised with it because um, I don't know I'd probably be, be interested to hear the reasons as to why that makes sense over some of the other possibilities as well and what the thinking has been behind that and look do you know I guess personal beliefs and, and, and all I think the, the important thing is, is to kind of just try and hear and to understand, okay, why uh, do we feel that this is a good option to go down and, and that ultimately this is going to bring uh, more people, uh, families, kids, young people to to the occasions to get as big a turnout as possible. Uh, so it'll be interesting to hear the thinking behind it as well. From look, from a personal point of view, it's, do you know, Sunday Sunday for me um, is, is a day during the week that is, it, it, it's different to, to any other day during the week. It's more of a, I suppose a time where uh, it's it's a restful time. It's more a time of kind of reflection. Um, to attend and worship, uh, just I suppose uh, in some ways a day to kind of rest or to switch off a little bit. But at the same time, you know, we're 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 also living in a society that you know many 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 years ago may have may have uh, seen things from perhaps that more Christian outlook, um, and and that is rapidly changing as well. So I'm, I'm not going to be naive. I think and and to, to get up in arms but at the same time um i guess this is this is new territory and something perhaps that um uh, hasn't hasn't taken place before uh as well so i think from 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 my perspective it'll be interesting to see how it plays out to kind of hear a bit of the the thoughts of, of people involved in the game people outside of the game as well because the news will travel fast uh, as well um I don't know, do you know, when you practically think of, of Sundays and you think of, of uh, the sheer volume of sport on TV as well, you know, my, my mindset always was that just on a practical level, Sunday might not actually record the highest attendances compared to other opportunities. So we'll, we'll see how, how it plays out, um, uh, as I say, and, and, and kind of, I suppose, then the question will be, do you know, I suppose once you can open the gate, then, do you know, we would, it would I would assume that, you know, from this, then Sundays will become much more of an easier or much more of a, a considered time for, for matches to be played both in league and in, uh, in, in occasions like cup finals as well. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I think I've seen people suggesting that, that this is almost going to be used. If it does take place on a Sunday, it's almost going to be a forerunner perhaps for more games to be played on Sundays down the line, like league games, for example. Um, I, I guess it's a difficult one, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past, we know uh, sports people have had difficult choices to make, you know, because of, of Christian beliefs and stuff. And I guess, as you say, it'll be interesting just to see how the debate goes, the stories out there now uh, in good time. So I suppose we're looking at, a reaction and the, the debate that you're talking about, Howard, just to see yeah. how, how yeah. people fit with it. And, and it's a tough one because, you know, you have, as you point out there, in other sports within Northern Ireland, you take Ulster rugby, for example, do you know, and always Ulster rugby has, has always had, had a number of Christian players mm. from more locally, Andy Trimble, over the years to a number of the South African players who have played That's for true, a couple of years. And all, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with, with belief. And the Sunday thing is, is even something that's, 
that it is widely debated and considered even within Christians themselves around, you know, the, the role and how to, I suppose, respect that day or what to make sense of that day and how you live and how you, uh, what that day looks like as well. And, and, and it's also the, the one as well for, for Christians when, um, you know, you are also uh, employed by your employee, by uh, your football club as well. And, you know, there's a sense of a contract in place as well and being honourable to, to that as well. Um, that also needs to be considered too so I think uh, yeah there's, there's probably a lot, a lot to consider but hopefully it doesn't bring about a, let me see a lot of division shall we say um, and even a lot of division if for example players who, who do hold uh, Chris do decide to play I think, I think it's I think it's hugely important that you know there wouldn't be any any criticism aimed, aimed their direction from from circles of, of trying to belittle their beliefs or to, to say that they're wrong and, and, and playing uh, on a Sunday as well. So I think that, that, that'll that be important as, as well. Um, uh, Joe, oh, yeah. go ahead, sorry, hard. No, that, that was kind of what I had in mind. I know obviously, uh, you know, looking looking within circuit, I think, uh, I know Johnny Addis, uh, Cliftonville, obviously, who's moved uh, as well. And Johnny, um, I've spoken to a, a number of times, who's, who's a Christian as well and, and having a, a fantastic season for Cliftonville. Um, so, so there's going to be, uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be thoughts and, and, and weighing up a lot there as well. But yeah, I think that's just what I would add on top of. Mm. Um, Johnny, I come to you. Uh, you. You work in the media. You're a supporter as well. Uh, I, can I ask you your views on, on the news that potentially the, the League Cup final could be played on a Sunday? Yeah, obviously, whenever you text me this morning, I was shocked. Um I thought they might have moved it in March um, because of maybe they were scared of COVID, but I just didn't think it was going to be because they had made it about, a, about a playing on a Sunday. I have probably two opinions of it. I didn't enjoy the cup final against Crusaders because of the half-seven kickoff. I thought it was too late for fa- too late for families, for one. Um, you know, by the time you won, it was half-nine, by the time you get down the road, whatever, you know, you're near half-ten, and you can't really enjoy it, so to speak. Um, so I think if it's going to be a Saturday, probably half five kickoff, let people have enough time, you know, you go and enjoy yourself with their family, go to the match, and then they'll be home for what nine. I think on a Sunday, we, we this podcast could last four hours arguing about this. Um, but I think you have to give them the thought a bit of credit for thinking outside the box as well. Um, you look at you know the, the League of Ireland final, um, there recently. I know League of Ireland's massive, um, and the bigger population in Northern Ireland, but. They reduced their ticket prices, and I think they had what thirty-five thousand for the Bulls and Pass final, which is an extraordinary. I'm not saying you know <clears throat> Ford would get obviously it doesn't hold that much. I'm not trying to say you would get more than maybe you make it. You know it might improve the attendance. Who knows? Um, my own personal opinion is that whether the final was played on a Monday, Tuesday, whatever day of the week it was, and Coimbra, I'm going to go to it. But I totally understand that people have beliefs and people you know, and you have to respect that as well. And you know, you look at Johnny Addis, for example, but. Could there be a player at Korean or could there be a, a member of the coaching staff that may have the same beliefs as Johnny Addis? And you have to take it all into consideration. I think the big thing as well that people are going to have to, and, and Howard, Howard mentioned as well, you're going to have to respect the decision whoever's made and respect um, the decisions of players and management and whoever it may be. Um, on a personal note, <laughs> my stack is in the March the 26th, so as long as it's not that weekend, uh, we'll be we'll really all right. <laughs> Um, you, no, you, I, I think, you, you, on, you, you, on, you, on a serious note, on a serious note, though, um, I think 
Niffle deserve a bit of credit for thinking outside the box. And I've read a few comments of people saying, you know, oh, we'll not be able to enjoy the day as much or, you know, we'll, we'll not be able to go out on Sunday because we work on the Monday and stuff. And I, I totally understand that as well. And Howard made also a great point, that, which I didn't think, which I never thought of. On a Sunday, you're more, more than likely to go for a walk in the morning ever or go to church and then lie in front of the sofa all day and watch sport. And I completely forgot how much sport was on on Sunday as well. So, you know, I don't know who plays that weekend, but if United play Liverpool or, you know, whoever it may be, or you know, golf, whatever sport it is, you know, so it might affect the tennis as well. It's one of the things where I think Niffle just need to make a decision soon and get on with it and um, plan accordingly. But hopefully if there's a bigger, if there's a bigger attendance, um, <coughs> families are there, and it's a great day out by everyone. Um, well, then it may be something to think forward to in the future as well. Yeah, I think, well, for me personally, from my point of view, um, I suppose I'm coming at it slightly different. To, I mean, I my, I would have grown up in my tradition, you know, in Gaelic, I would have been a, a GEA enthusiast and played and, and, and watched games growing up and still do. And traditionally Sunday was the game in which those games were played and still are although sometimes now they're spread over Friday and Saturday but traditionally Sunday was always the, the Gaelic day um, and I suppose people still went to Mass in the morning almost like a tradition went to Mass in the morning and then went to watch the Gaelic the club or the county in the afternoon so I, 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 I come from that background and I suppose it's slightly different and and I know how you were saying about Christian and, you know, and in in, I suppose my background, we've still have gone to Mass and done uh, or, or the faith thing and then went and done the sport. And, and it is slightly different. And as Johnny, I think, as you rightly said, what I think is the most important thing is that whatever the decision is, that people will have to respect if people's decision is not to go or not to attend or whatever it is, has to be respected. And again, Johnny, I think, as you said, Perhaps, you know, in this occasion, Niffle, I suppose, deserves some credit for thinking outside the box. I mean, games played on Sunday nearly in every league across Europe, probably across the world. So uh, perhaps it's time that, you know, this this country joins suit. But um, uh, I mean, Howard, sorry, just getting back to the football, we'll, we'll get off the, the, the debate. In terms of the football, you mentioned the uh, the, the games in midweek and, and Johnny had mentioned it as well. And Korean Cliffville Cup final, whatever day it'll be played on, hard has the makings of a great game, hasn't it? Uh, oh, fantastic. Um, I, I tuned in just to some of the goals from both of the games, actually, as well. And I think both both teams were, were very convincing. And there was no doubt about um, their performance on the night and deserving to be in the final. And, you know, and it's not been disrespectful to, to any teams, but probably looking from a Niffle point of view, IFA, you know, you're kind of thinking Corey and Cliftonville would be probably the final that they were maybe <laughs> hoping for, to be honest. And look, we know as well as there's been good publicity this year about uh, club attendances as well and the turnout of fans. And and I think from a Korean perspective, being being top of that uh, with, with their average, we know as well, I suppose, from even looking back to the yeah, the Irish Cup final, I suppose, the previous meeting of the two teams, actually, at Windsor and, and Corey and winning that. Do so you look even at the, the turnout, the potential, actually, that there is for this final coming up when you look at the turnout previously, the fans that Cliftonville brought, um, uh, and obviously Corey and going, going well beyond that as well. So I, I think it's going to be brilliant from that point of view from an occasion. And I guess, yes, you know, we, we've talked about it, but we're just hoping that, that this doesn't stagger or in any way kind of deter from people 
going along um, based you know, upon their own convictions and views upon that particular day. We hope that there's something where you know it can um, see and even have a bigger turnout even in the, the Irish Cup final as well. Uh, so look, you know, both teams. I think like previous meetings between the teams have been have been very close. I think Cliftonville won the first one, Cora, and then there was a draw. Was there possibly in the second one, um, back at the the showgrounds? But you know, very very evenly contested. And you you, you look even you know Paddy as well, having played at Corian, and uh, the Cliftonville manager, and I played beside Paddy many years <laughs> ago as well, actually. So uh, it's it's always been good uh, to see him anytime. Uh, so it's great to see him doing so well from knowing him on a personal level too. Um, obviously, having played at Crusaders as well, Cliftonville wouldn't wouldn't be one of my favourite teams, you know. But I think since Paddy's kind of moved, it you know they've and and it's really taken them up to, to another level too. And 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 obviously, you know what can you say about Coleraine as well? Um, you know, Warren Point. You know, it's a semi final. Um, you know, anything anything can happen as well. And I think they come away six one winners. Uh, with, I'm sure Orm was happy as were all the lads as well. So yeah, it's going to be back into the brilliant final and two two very good teams with some individual a lot of individual quality throughout both teams as well. Both attacking, um, you know, but they've been strong at the back too. So very evenly matched. Going to be a good game, Johnny. And Howard mentioned it. I mean, we had spoke to Orm prior to the game, and and obviously. Orn was wary of Warren Point as like any game, any team's capable of causing any an upset. So for Corian to go and, and win as convincingly as they did uh, is to be commended. But were you surprised perhaps a little bit about Warren Point Town's approach to the game? Because it was a big game for them, a semi-final. And I know like Felix Healy and, and Paul Higgerty were watching in the press box with us and uh they both were very surprised by the approach that Warren Point Town took to the game. Were you, were you surprised? I probably was, but then again, they, they probably used the exact same information and got a draw against Linfield at Windsor Park. So, you know, it works both ways. Um, I think Barry Gray probably looked at it as, as in, like, why, why, if it's not broken, why fix it? Um, as well, and I think it, they're, probably their game plan would have been to stay into the game as long as they could. They missed an absolute sitter at 1-0, and if that goes in, it probably changes the game. And then, literally two minutes later, Gavin Pierce gets sent off, and then Connor makes it two 0 which is which is game over. So it's all fine margins, as as, uh, as a few managers would say in Irish League. So and that's that's probably what it came down to. And I think you know if if your fella takes his chance at one 0 they they, uh, they they obviously let that level the scores and go in one one at half time. That's probably Barry Gray's um, game plan to a T. So um, yes and no, I suppose. Like we had a lot of the ball. Um, I'd love to have seen the possession stats after the game, but we probably would have been frightening. But I suppose when the red card goes on and Connor makes it 3-0, you know, it's probably game over just the way they they, they set up. And look, I I would never belittle anyone. You know, if the team is defending, they, they have to do what they think is the best thing for them. And, and that's what they've done. They, they, they obviously got a good result against Limfield and they're, and they're fighting for a life down there. And so, no, uh, not really shocked, I suppose, but um, it's one of the things they had a good result against Limfield, so I can see why they've done it. And a, yeah. a special a special night for, for Matthew Shevlin as well, uh, his first ever senior hat-trick. Yeah, I, I was actually joking with him. I think he scored about four or five braces for Korean, but just never had his hat-trick. <laughs> and um, I think Warren, it was one point earlier in the season as well, he got two against them, and he, he got two against Carrick twice as well. So, um, yeah, look, um, people have maybe questioned him, probably unfairly, because of how good his season started. and He hadn't scored in his last four games, and 
that's funny because I was listening to his post match interview the RNA and he said he was on the drought you know because he had to score four games so <laughs> four games. Uh, he cert- they certainly put that right and you know and um, he's in 16 goals for the season which is some return it's not even it's not even Christmas yet uh, and he's got six goals in the League Cup as well so obviously that's his competition um, and, and, he's, and he's doing well on it so yeah look I think he credited London to give him the penalty as well for the hat-trick and uh, it was a good penalty and, and a good night all round so yeah can't complain yeah, and uh, James McLaughlin, hired guy that you played with, um, out for a long term with an injury and comes back and wastes little time in doing what he does. Yeah, yeah I think when I've seen it flash up on a Twitter feed, you know, you, you sort of say, big James, you know, he's it's, it's just scored. You don't even think about the fact that he's been out because, you know, when he, he's just that knack about him, um, even have been out for, for so long as well and overcoming um, probably another, you know, another injury that he's had and, and credit to him for mentally I think just kind of each time just kind of getting past it working hard to get back and, and then scoring uh, as well so I think that's what, he, that's what he does best I know him well from underage groups growing up under 12 under 13 age groups playing together locally uh, as well and it's great to see him back in the scoring because look being out injured it's a lonely place it's a, it's a mentally testing place to be as well and perhaps you know at stages when you know the pathway back doesn't always look as well and he's looking and you know you've you, as Johnny has said you've you've Chevy banging in goals as well. You have you have Bushy Frill who's 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 chipping in with goals when he when he plays. You know you have Skinner. Um, you know no, that's not even talking about Curtis Allen as well and him coming back in. So I suppose I'm sure it's been a kind of a lovely journey and at times not all that um, nice a place to be. So you're always delighted because look, we've all been there, been out injured, and you know what it's like. So I think personally, it's delighted to see a player come back and to hit the ground running as well as he's done. Um, yeah, you, you, it's been brilliant. Yeah, because you've had injury, <clears throat> excuse me, injuries in your own career, and know exactly that that long, lonely road to getting back to fitness again. Mm, absolutely, and and it's a it's a place that I think any player would would be the first to say that it's probably the toughest place to be. Do you know you kind of have the two worst places to be are you know you're you're fit but not playing, or you're fit and not in the manager's plan, or you're injured, um, and probably you could fight it out for which one kind of feels worse but I think the injury one yes because I think you're, you're dealing with you know you, you're not able to add value you know you're not able to add <laughs> to the team because you're not in a position to play and and, and you kind of feel uh, you know that you're you're, you're not contributing and again then kind of just feeling part of the overall bigger picture as well can, can, be, a, can be a lonely place too so it's a test in time mentally emotionally as well and um, and, and obviously, I mentioned Curtis there as well, who's also been out with an injury too. So, um, yeah, Curtis, I think Curtis I dropped him. Was, yeah. yeah, Curtis was on here a couple of weeks ago talking just very honestly just about things that you're mentioning there. Oh. Uh, sorry, Howard. Yes, sorry, go ahead. folks. Um, yeah, I think Curtis has been out for for a while as well. I, I dropped my little text message there last week. Was it? You know, just to you know, from having been there myself, even at the time of Korean and know what it feels like. Um, just to, to you know, say here, keep the head up. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back soon, and, and he's, he's feeling very positive um, around getting back again. He's been working hard as well. Um, so again, you know, a player that I've played with over the years too, have a good have a, a good friendship with, um, and it, and it's good sometimes. But I remember speaking to. Him, a player one time and they said, look, do you know, the starting 11 look after themselves, you know, mentally, you know, they're, they're in the frame of mind, they're playing, they're involved. 
that looks after. But you have to be particularly aware of players who who maybe aren't who are on the bench who are injured as well, because those are the players that you, you know you, you want to rally around and get around as well. Um, and albeit they they themselves need to be doing all they can to to get back again and working hard too. But it's uh, it's always important just to be kind of to be mindful of that too. Yeah, I suppose Johnny, <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes it's important what Howard's saying there because sometimes, as I suppose as media men or supporters or whatever, you, you, sometimes you can forget about people that aren't in the starting first eleven and uh, through injury or through through other reasons, and uh, we can forget about players. But I suppose Howard's right. You know, they're all human and they all need support, don't they? Yeah, they're, they're human because at the end of the day, and they all have emotions and. And yeah, I know it's probably been a frustrating time for, for Curtis and James. I don't think I don't think either of them have played a minute this season. I could, I could be wrong in saying although Curtis could actually come on against Dungana and then that was that's been it. So yeah, it's obviously a frustrating time for the for the pair of them. Um as well, because obviously we're we're in a good run of form. We're still you know, we're sixth in the league, but you know, scatter our points there and you're you're nearly second or near the top. So we have a cup final as well, and then the Irish Cup rolling around. So yeah, it's a good time to obviously get James back. I think I actually look at the goal again and it's such a, it's just a James McLaughlin goal because Kurt Cafferfield flicks the ball on and James just knows where it's going to be. And when it's in the box, one on one, it's a goal every single time. And Curtis will be exactly the same. And that'll be like two new signings ahead of the, ahead of the, mm-hmm. ahead of the new year period. And yeah, it's been a tough time for him. Obviously, we had Curtis in the podcast, probably one of my favourite podcasts just because of how open and honest he was. And, you know, it wasn't hiding any of his emotions. And, you know, he's telling us he felt like, you know, he hadn't really, you know, contributed or you know he felt you know they maybe betray- not betraying the fans you know but maybe you know stealing a wage or whatever but it's, it's certainly not the case and you know and Howard's played with him and played against him and if there's a chance in the box for, for Curtis Allen so it's a goal as well so you can never have too many goals in your team and hopefully we can get the both of them back and, and they can mm-hmm. stay as fit for as long as possible. Yeah and um, as you said Johnny and, and very apt to be like two new settings <clears throat> getting James and Curtis back for the maybe hopefully for the second half of of uh, what is a very uh, entertaining and intriguing season. I mean the title race, as you said, uh, a number of two weeks ago, I think Korean were sitting in second. They're now sitting in sixth place. Um, this weekend, hard they play your two former teams, Korean and Crusaders, make and uh, it's a big game. And Crusaders have somewhat gone under the radar this year, and I guess. Mm. Knowing as you do, Stephen Baxter and the players of the Crusaders, that is something that they would relish. Absolutely, I think um, you know, no manager minds going under the radar. Uh, I think it takes pressure and spotlight off players' performances and uh, allows them just to go about their business without people talking about them, without a, a more pressure being heaped on from from media, from press side of things as well. So they'll be they'll be more than than okay with that as well, but. You know, we know obviously this game will be a huge spotlight on it because uh, both teams are, are are in and around each other within the league as well, and, and it's a big game. I think you know over the years, goodness, when I look back at that, my first time at Coleraine, you know, Crusaders was that team that we 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 just couldn't we just couldn't beat, and we lost out to them in a cup final, um, Iron Brew Cup final. We lost out to them in the final game of the season one year to secure Europe as well. But you know, as you look now, the tables have turned the opposite way. That actually Crusaders struggled to beat Coleraine. It's funny how those things kind of just the tables turn sometimes. So I, I know from being in that change room as well. I, I think you know you have a you have a um, an older manager who has been about for longer. You have Oren who you know is a young manager but hugely experienced. Um, 
And do you know it's it's I think from Stephen's point of view, if there's you know the, from a Crusaders point of view, like Cliftonville is 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 the game that you you know you you, you do or die to win. But I just think the fixture with Corian over the years has built into being such a heated. Uh, heated fixture more than maybe people realise and from having been in both changing rooms I know that like both teams will want to win that more than they'll maybe let on and I think that Crusaders Korean game over the years has really heated up um, so it's going to be it's going to be brilliant to, to see how that plays out um, uh, so you know and both both teams now playing in a 4G as well and both teams com- comfortable with on that you know train on it play on it so they're, they're used to it as well I think you know I think of a lot of uh, away teams coming to the showgrounds over the years and, you know, the first thing after the game, if it's a defeat, it's the pitch, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, giving grief to either the grounds or, or just in general uh, over the years. Um, so that can now be completely taken off the, the cards and, and, and it's no longer, a, you know, the pitch is heavy or, you know, you couldn't play in that and so on and so forth. So um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how it, it plays out. And again, you know, <clears throat> for for both teams have, uh, have have great individual quality. There's going to be some great head to head battles as well. Do I suppose you have uh, Philly and Stevie? Philly gets a nod to play. I know he's just coming back from injury as well. But he was he was back a couple of games and scored against Portadown there the other week. So, you know, again the the, the one of the, the the two brothers going at it as well. And I think you know d- defensively, you know, you're looking at, at battles within there. Do you know, you have obviously Chevy's in form striker. You've, you've Josh Robinson back at the cruise as well. Um, you know, you have Ben Kennedy uh, for Crusaders at the minute, who's in who's in fantastic form as well. Um, but you know, you have Josh Carson in the middle of the pitch, who's tenacious, gets about, and is is can, can give anybody a torrid time as well, both directions. So um, there, there's going to be a lot of uh, good battles uh, going on. You have obviously Heats and Linden, which over the years has been tasty to say that to say <laughs> that, 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 was, as well. that was the one that came into my mind. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. <laughs> it's always a one you know, there's been a few off the ball incidents, there's been a few cards, and you know, he, Heats has kind of come back a bit this season, you know, form wise as well. You know, he's been probably chipping in, probably had a few more assists and goals than maybe people think as well. But you know, you've you've Linden's performances that there is Mister Consistency. Uh, at the highest level um, and, and how he plays each week and his energy and both defensively and I think attacking as well uh, and penalty taker too so um, you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be a good a good battle uh, down that side of the pitch too so whoever the referee is look you know there's going to be big eyes I think at the minute you know that's another probably topic of conversation but refereeing over over the past while too so whoever the man in the middle is for that game you know, they're going to have to be uh Eyes in the back of their head are certainly well supported by the fourth, um, just because it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a great game. I mean, it's it, all the things that you just mentioned there are so true. The the rivalry between Korean and Crusaders is one of the the richest in the Irish league. And I mean, Johnny hired spot on there, isn't he? And everything that he said, the battle between Lyndon and uh, Paul Heatley and the likes of the two brothers in midfield. And then you throw Skinner into the mix as well. I mean, we've we've often seen <laughs> battles between Skinner and whoever the Crusader centre backs happen to be. Um, I mean, those things are just they're just to be relishing a game like this, aren't they? Yeah, obviously. I think it all started the year Cruz beat us in the League Cup final. They beat us in the Irish Cup, and then they knocked us out of Europe. I think that was all in the same season. And then they <laughs> obviously went and won. They obviously had a really really successful time. They then pipped us to the league and. 
what was it, 2018. And then probably since then, I think the tide has sort of turned. I think sort of, well, they beat us in the Irish Cup semi-final as well with, with two penalties. Um, well, one was a penalty, and then we were denied a Stonewall <laughs> penalty at the other end. So, and then, yeah, but they've always been nitty gritty games, and they've always been a bit, they've always been a bit heated and a bit of a rivalry there, but that's what you probably love. That's why you will watch a game of football, and you've Heatley and... You've Heatley and Linden, then you had Jordan Owens and Stevie O'Donnell for a while. You had the Jimmy McGonagall Derby, as I call it, them. He scored for both teams in it. You know, Teglin Cadell in the middle, you know, Stephen Lurie, Philip Lurie. It's just one of them things. And they're always tightly contested games as well. And, you know, in my time, in the last five or six years, there's probably no team I've enjoyed seeing Corey beat or watching Corey beat more, to be honest. Just being totally honest, I, I love beating Crusaders just because, and that's a compliment to them because of the success that they've had yeah. in, in recent years. And, you know, I, I tip my cap off to them. Um, where the club have turned around in the last few years as well has been unbelievable. And, yep, and the success they've had, you know, I'm envious of it. You know, they've won, what, two or three leagues in my lifetime. They won the All-Ireland Cup, the Irish Cups as well, League Cups, you know, so their success. And the semi-final of the Iron Brew Cup as well, one year, I think, Howard was there. So their, their, their success has been unbelievable and, and fair play to them. And I think Ben Kennedy as well, Howard mentioned it, um, probably one of the players of the season. Any time I've watched them, he's been superb and, they had a good one there at the weekend as well. I think Desi Lockery was at it and he was saying maybe it could have been six or seven. So they'll be coming full of confidence and, um, you know, they're above us on the table now and uh, they'll, want to, they'll want to stay that way. Mm, and uh, how Johnny mentioned in passing there the, the 2018 league title, I mean, that was that was a particularly sore one for Korean, I think, losing out on the last day. I mean, what was your memories of that? Because obviously you'd left Korean and you'd gone to the cruise and, to, to win the league on the final day like that and to put Korean must have been a, a bit of a, a bittersweet moment. Goodness, I remember it well. Um, really, I also I? remember it well. <laughs> um, I remember well the season before as well where having the first season at Crusaders and have, have, have gone out early in front uh, leading the league table to, to then just uh, falling away. Unfortunately, the, the final hurdle as well. So I think from a personal point of view and from Crusaders' point of view to kind of put, put, put right what maybe went wrong the season before was was incredible and look you know both seasons went down to the final game and I think just I can't even really remember a league campaign that you know in two, two years running realistically has has gone down to the very final game of the season normally you know I think over the years whether it's been the Crusaders and the one of the previous or Cliftonville doing the double or you've Linfield over the years do you know, I think a lot of the time certainly in my time you know a, a team's maybe won it by a few mm. points, you know, not saying loads, but by a few and, and rarely has it maybe gone down just to the final game. So for two years in a row for that to happen, I think I think that showed just uh, where kind of one or two teams running away with the league um, or one team running away with it, you know, had disappeared and, and there was a lot more competitiveness across a number of teams and uh, losing it that last day at Ballymena Showgrounds as well to then winning it at Ballymena Showgrounds, um, beating Ballymena. You know, it's funny how, how things play out that way as well, but I think you know. I think one of the things you look back on, you you, you just remember the, you remember the, the the day, the occasion, trying not to get too caught up in the occasion and kind of treating it like another game. But you you, you just can't, you know. People talk about you know kind of forgetting about this and just playing a game of football. But you know you sense you sense it through your teammates on the pitch. You sense it from the dugout as well as to what's going on in other fixtures. You sense it clearly from the fans as well. Um, and I think. You know that day. You know both teams. I think were top at different stages. You know we we had went behind at the Ballymena Showgrounds. Um, and to be honest, there was two incredible saves from Brian Jensen. 
Um, otherwise, you know, over another season, a, a heartbreaking Corian would have won it. So I remember this, the two saves. It's pulled out. It's pulled out a, a save at one nil. Uh, the Balamina, Kevin Braniff header that's going straight into the top corner. And look, any other in the keeper in the league, I don't think would have saved it. Bar the, the big frame and reach of Brian Jensen. Um, so do you know, that game could have went another way, but we dug in. David Cushley got his back. Philip Lowry. Um, do those two players doing what they do best? Impact in game scoring goals, and 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 obviously Glenavon then at the Mornview with four in and up and up a draw and, and a game that Corian could have could have won as well. I think maybe hit the crossbar through Jamie McGonagall at one stage. So I think even just and then I watched the video back where it ran through you know side by side the fans at both games and kind of just the emotions and how the game was going at Mornview the showgrounds and like it was just. Incredible, but I, I guess for me, yes, you know, if you, if you wanted to, uh, you know, from for Corey and coming so close and, and knowing how much that's meant to the club and how much building there has been to get to that place as well, certainly that was that was tough. I was mindful of that as it was kind of in the, the, the semi final of the Irish Cup the, the, the evening for, for Cruz at uh, the Corey. And so tough to say, you know, your, your teammates, you know, how much people work on and off the pitch. Uh, to get to that stage, much the best to, to, to go all out to win it. So uh, it was unfortunate for them, but obviously a hugely fond memory for myself personally, um, having, having made the move as well. So goodness, I remember it very well um, from the finest of details, to be honest. I would say, Johnny, you probably remember quite a bit of it too. <laughs> I, different reasons. Yeah, it was obviously, you know, we, we got the cup final year before and then, we signed Joe, was it Josh Carson and Aaron Trainer came in and, and Stevie O'Donnell and we just went on this run and then it was like, is this ever going to stop? It was like a pinch me sort of moment and we just kept on winning mm-hmm. and winning and winning. But I think the Crews had a great run that season over Christmas and New Year. I think they won every game. Mm-hmm. And then they went on an unbelievable run after that and then it was just to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. And we beat Balmina away and I think left, I think Crusaders dropped points and then it was tight again but we probably just had too many draws I can remember we drew it home with Glavin and I think Jackie missed a penalty we were 2-0 up against Limfield with 10 minutes to go and drew 2 each I think we were actually beating Crusaders and I think Howard you scored in a one all draw that's right yeah that's right um, and then we were 1-0 up away to Crusaders with Jamie scored a penalty and Cushley put one in from about a yard yeah. it's just again I said it before it's fine margins and, but to be fair you know we only lost one game and didn't win the league, but you have to also give Crusaders credit for, for winning the league that year. Mm. And I think if you looked at our points <laughs> of that season, it probably would have won the league every other season. Mm-hmm. It's just one of, it's like it's like Liverpool the year City pipped into the league by a point. I think Liverpool had something like 96 points and didn't win the league. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's it, it's disappointing. And you know, we, we lost, you know, we finished second it was what three or four years in my, my lifetime. And, Hopefully, just one day that we can we can get there. But it's getting tougher. I think obviously it was a full time team, yeah. but yeah, that season was. It was just such a bittersweet moment. I think the damage was done when we drew away the Lumfield because Crusaders had Balmain the last game of the season, and I don't think Balmain were going to let Corey win the league. I'm not saying they were going to, <laughs> they, they, they didn't have the leg or nothing because obviously they took the lead. They took the lead, but yeah. it would have been a weird feeling for for Balmain if they they won Corey yeah. in the league. I think it's I think as well just looking back that that season. The very first game of the split was the was a Tuesday night game, Corey and Crusaders up at Seaview. Was that uh, Easter? And I think, yeah. Yes, it was. It was, and I think, goodness, if I look back in a game of my career, that's probably a standout one. Um, I just remember the 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 atmosphere, the noise. I think we were out training, or we were out, sorry, warming up, and you could hear in the distance 
a, a big drum being beat. You could hear singing um, as if fans were in the ground, but they weren't. Do you know, I think the, the Korean fans were, were, were coming up the shore road. But just the noise, and then when, when they came into the ground, like, I think the away, the away side Korean fans was completely sold out. I think Crusaders had, had a, a very good support there that occasion as well. But I think Joe you know, that night, and even chatting to a couple of my teammates at Cruz at that stage as well, a number of players said that that was probably the most nervous they had been possibly in their whole careers before a game um, was that was that night. Because I think just, yes, you can say it was another game and that, you know, the, the, the league wouldn't have been decided based on that game. There were still, you know, more games in the split. But I think players and fans and management knew the weight of that game on a psychological perspective. If, if Korean had won, would have pushed them out in front. But if, 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 if we at Crusaders could have got a, a, even a draw or a win, that would have kept the momentum going. So I think that was key and and, and to come away with, with, with a draw um, from a crew's point of view, I think was, was was a great outcome. But certainly that game was was a massive game and I think it had a huge, what people might agree or not, but it had a huge factor in maybe keeping the, the run going and, and getting Crusaders over the line. I think if Coleraine had won it, I wonder if it maybe would have worked out differently. Momentum might have might have shifted, but I yeah. I remember that that night that you're talking about hard as well, and the crowd that was there from Korean was incredible, oh, and the atmosphere was it was just one of as you say it was one of them games that you remember, and I'm sure as a player you know it must just send shivers down your spine when you're playing in a in mm. an atmosphere like that. Totally, yeah, and then I guess was it to be against your former club as well, so there was a whole lot in the mix for that game as well, and. You know, the, looking back with fond memories, but I think as a player, when you make a move from a club to go to another club, when the fixture comes around, you know, I think it's fair to say that you know you you, you really want to win it. Just from a personal point of view of, of <laughs> having made a decision to move on, you know, yeah. you, you want it to feel justified. Absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, there's, there's, there's a huge amount in, in those games where you come up against your older side, and I think as well with the run that Korean is on, as John I said, with, with the fact of losing one one game the whole season, the points tally and not to have won a league is is quite incredible, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there was a lot kind of hinging in that game that night as well, and you know the rivalry between the team, you know, setting all aside too, and um, I, I think yeah, it was massive that night. I'm looking forward to Saturday now after hearing all this. <laughs> Here, absolutely. Um, what was I going to What was I going to say? I was going to ask you something as well. What about now when you're looking? I suppose at the title race, almost from outside because you're now playing in the championship with Ballyclare. Mm. Um, how do you look at things now? Obviously, but differently because you're not involved directly. Mm. I mean, how do you see it? Because I think top six, there's very, very little between all the sides. We've had this argument before about the full-time teams against the part-time teams. I mean, give us your tuppence worth. How do you see things shaping up higher? Yeah. I think it looks like there's only, you know, there's kind of like three tables within the ones. You know, you have the top six and you have uh, the gap then. You have the likes of the... Ballymena, Glenavans, and then you have a gap to down, you know, Warren Point and Gannon, Porter Down. Uh, so there's kind of like little gaps opening up, you know, within as well. So you, you have now the top six, which um, looking at unless somebody has a disaster of a run um, or the teams below go on an, an amazing run, you know, you're, you're probably realistically you're looking at your your top six already. Um, I'd be surprised if that changes much come the end of the season. So uh, within it, you know, you're kind of looking at, you know, Cliftonville's been the team probably most people have been talking about because they've been out in front probably more than any other team. Um, because, you know, people people are, and it's probably been away with Linfield for years, very quick to be wrote off, but, you know, when it comes to grinding out 
big results and when their backs against the wall, there's nobody that, that doesn't quite like them. Um, you're looking at County Antrim Shield final, um, even the game against Cliftonville recently as well. So, <clears throat> and look, goodness, they'll they'll be they'll certainly be strengthening come January, I would think as well. So it's going to, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the January transfer windows. A huge interest at any stage of the season, uh, you know, any for any team. But I think this year, um, with so many teams capable of pushing on to win this, you would think that probably there, there will be a lot of activity uh, going on. And if clubs think they can bring in a couple of players or more, that's going to push them on to win a title to qualify for Europe. You're, you're just going to be money well invested. So, um, but saying that, it's, it's never an easy transfer because nobody wants to let go of players at that stage. So the Top six, I think. I think any any anyone is is capable of 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 doing it, um, which is exciting. It's consistency is key. Um, you know, I think particularly this time of year, every every player and manager will say, you know, the run through Christmas January time um, is huge to dictate any outcome as well. So it's going to be just dealing with the occasion um, and the pressure really throughout some big game head to heads, Boxing Day games as well. So. Um, I, yeah, anybody in the top six, I think um, I wouldn't write any of them off from, from winning this. Well, it's a big week. Uh, Johnny, Howard said the, the Christmas festive period is big, and it is this year for Korean. Crusaders on Saturday, followed by the rearranged league game against Glentorn next Wednesday, followed by the Boxing Day game against Balamina at Balamina. I mean, that's a heck of a seven or eight days there, isn't it? Uh, it's an easy nine points, isn't it? Um, you know, that's why, and like people, you know, and this is a, and again, we could we could argue this point for for ours and ours, but I think you know, if summer football or you know, if anything ever implemented where we lost the festive fixtures, I would miss it a lot. And I love, you know, I love Boxing Day. You know, when they play Balmain on New Year's Day, you usually get you know a, a decent game as well. And it'll be it'll be great. Um, I think you know as well. I think the happiest man will probably calm with the two two good games. Um. Two good games obviously coming up on Saturday and then the Glens will come down in their numbers on Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. The Glens, in my opinion, are probably not under the radar as such, but, you know, I think they're unbeaten what, 11 league games or something. So <clears throat> they're a great run. And I think, you know, as well as that, you know, people are, people are you know, a bit disheartened however that the Koreans have not won their last three, but, you know, they're not a million miles off. They have a game in hand. Teams will take points off each other. But yes, we definitely have to get back to back. They win in ways and, Glenavon game is a weird one because I don't think we play particularly well, but we had enough. We, I thought we created enough chances. They, they definitely get something out, out, out of the game. So, yeah, giant transfer window is going to be massive. I think, as Howard said, um, you know, you know, we'll have to go and sign a striker. You know, will we'll Glens add their panel of about eighty-three players? You know, it just depends. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it literally does. But you know, if, if and Howard makes a really good point, but if, if a team wants to go out there. And, if they think, you know, oh, we'll sign this, you know, midfielder can help us get the Europe or help us win the league, they're going to, they're going to go and do that. So, yeah, January transfer window might, might tell a tale. And was it last January or the January before? It was mental. <laughs> I think it was last January. <laughs> Teams were just going absolutely mad signing players. So, yeah, that's that's probably going to be more, probably more of the same. I think uh, I think it's hard alluded to. There could be plenty of business if, if teams think that a player or two players is going to help them get over the line and, and getting Europe or getting the league title, I think there'll be plenty mm-hmm. of uh, of business done. Um, Howard, we mentioned there, you know, you're now playing with uh, Bally Clare, uh, comrades in the Championship. Uh, I mean, can I ask you how you, how you enjoying the Championship? Sure. <clears throat> yeah, do you know, I, I suppose from a perspective kind of experience of, of having, having played in both leagues as well and 
you know, you kind of watch when you're playing the Premier League, you watch probably the Championship from afar a little bit, you know, but you're kind of aware of teams and results, how up and down and top and turvy that it is. And it is exactly that, you know, uh, you know, thinking, you know, games going in, you look at a club and they're, they're winning in the next week, they'll, you know, they'll drop points, you know, convincingly. It's so up and down and it's kind of, there's, there's probably not the same kind of consistency within performances week after week as, as there would be in the Premiership for some teams as well. But you're looking at Nuri, who you're strong and I think will be will be hard to knock off top spot. Do you know, from, personally, ourselves, you know, it would have a very good start when um, at the beginning we've, we've been in a bad run. It's been frustrating. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been been difficult it's been from a point of view of getting back playing again and I guess from my perspective I was I was mindful of that then you know my conversations with, with the Warren at my, my second time at Corian was you know particularly given the difficulties within the, the, the year the season still very much within the restraints of COVID and uh, kind of the, the Irish Premiership was it was the only games running you know that was taking place so I think for for any player who was coming back from injury it, it was hugely difficult to kind of get yourself back into kind of contention and and look I think you know as well for 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 Corian and how consistent and settled an eleven like no other club I've I've seen <laughs> you know when you look at any other club and if you're to look at consistent. 11s <laughs> massively out in front compared to any other club in the league just with the consistency of players and uh, and thankfully from 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 their point of view you know not picking up injuries and and I suppose managing cards and suspensions and stuff too so it's a very consistent 11 so all, all those things was 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 difficult to break to break in through so it's very mindful of having having not played a lot and for me I think look I I, I I could have probably of stayed and, and continued to work hard and stuff, but I knew from my own career, look, I need to get back playing again. So that was a, that was a huge kind of part of, of considering getting back again um, to play. And then the, the Ballyclare option, having met with them, having known Craig McLean from my time at Crusaders as well. It's a club that's ambitious. There, there's plans in place. There's a great manager and, and backroom staff. Uh, and it's a club that, that has the potential, they really, to, to, to push on. Um, so the perspective of going to a club and I suppose helping compete um, and and I think you know the, the best outcome would have been to 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 get promotion uh, back up in again and that would have been you know a, a trophy or a, a medal in my career I would have held right up there with any other one that I've got as well so it was kind of all those things as well but you go to play it for me it was about getting back into playing again probably going to be honest and say just to get back into enjoying it because the, the Europe corner had, been, had was very it was probably more difficult than I would probably say or that I would admit to just from a perspective there was a lot I think when you go back to a club you've been at before it can be a bit of a you know it can either work out perfectly well or it can it can go the opposite and that's kind of how probably just you know uh, probably not very much within my own control of kind of how it did, it kind of did play out um, and I think you know you go back to a club as well, very very different. Um, you go back within a different kind of capacity and role from having been a captain before, having been one of the central figures around the club, uh, to going into a club now where it's just littered with with top players and uh, and a very a very a very strong squad to, to break into as well. So I guess my perspective of, for, for me it was definitely you know, I look back even the. You know, the games is just guys and no players aren't involved. You do your runs after the game up and down the pitch, you know, on Saturday after Saturday. That was me out there and you know, you're continuing to work hard for the opportunity to come. So look, it was it was tough. There's a lot of probably uh, frustrating and uh, down weekends um over over time. But I think as well the one thing if you're not playing as much as you like, I think you 
I, I look back in that year probably has helped me to become a better teammate I think to be encouraging the lads around me particularly from my point of view to encourage the lads in my position because I always think that that's, that's really important as well uh, and, and, and being delighted in results and performances of players even if they play your place and you know that you're not going to be in the next week because they're doing extremely well um, and I think as well Dylan, um, yeah b- being aware I think probably from that you know you, you look and you think of players like Curtis and James and even Big Garris as well you know players who haven't been, been involved but now injured you're kind of much more aware of of, of players around you as well and checking in with them to see you know, how, how are you how are you feeling Do you know <laughs> yes how, how's the injury but how are you doing as well so there's a lot from that point of view as well and I guess you know Johnny mentioned it maybe something Curtis alluded to was just you know you, you feel that you're not contributing enough. and I think that's possibly the worst bit where you're there you're, you're trying to be positive upbeat but inside you're you're completely <laughs> at a loss um and I think, uh, yeah, I probably would go as far as say in my probably 14 years across Irish League football, that's probably been my toughest season across all. Um, and look, we've been in some tough places with Coleraine in the earlier years as well. And even, you know, a particular season for Oran as well, where things weren't weren't looking great. And, you know, looking at goodness, I was talking about this the other day, the game away to Warren Point when they, when they were playing at Stangmore Park and we get beat 2-1, I think, that day. And that was, that was a dark day. Um, but probably that season... <clears throat> just passed um is probably the most difficult one for me and I think coming back probably you know you, you do feel the pressure a little bit more to come back um but you come back you're you're a different player you know it's been four or five years um it was different difficult probably to connect because obviously fans weren't back into games either so I kind of probably just felt a wee bit like a, a stranger in a foreign land to be honest but look that that's kind of how these things play out my my aspirations um like I'm I'm still only 31. Most people sort of look at me when I say that. But, you know, I think I'm one of those players. I'm probably, you know what, I'm actually thinking of Chevy as well because I read the other day he's only 22. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm thinking, how's, that, how's that man only 22? He's been around longer than he's me. Uh, like, 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 like yourself, I think he started at 17. Or ah, he, he started at 17. He might have started at 16, 16 maybe. I think. I think he was he was definitely 16 in so many days. Um, mm-hmm. I was 17 and a bit um, when I first made my debut. But, I've been, I've been around for a long time. So the aspirations is still there. I think when you come, you know, for me uh, at, at the minute, I think I'm around 400, maybe 450 games across uh, across my career. So there's aspirations to reach that 500 mark. Um, so I, I, I know at, at the minute, championship wise, and it's been good to get game time in a very competitive league. And look, you know, even, you know, we know now clubs are using pods to record distances and sprint distances as well. But, you know, even, even the score from those would be, would be up there with with you know games in the Premier League as well. So it's not a case where you kind of trap you cover less ground or it's much more easier. If anything, it's probably more frantic. It's end to end because I think at Championship level, you know, yeah, the the quality isn't isn't the same as Premiership. So games turn and you know you're, you're attacking one minute, you're defending the next, you're you're going towards their goal, you're defending against your own. So there, it definitely is an even training point of view as well as tough. So no, there's definitely aspirations to to get back and plan as well to obviously do as best as I can with Ballet Clare. Um but as I say within football you never you never write anything off for um opportunities opening up um to, to play again. Um I feel it's a league that's changed a lot over the years. I feel you know I've, I've probably one of the players who've probably been about the longest and have probably played amongst the current crop of players across all teams maybe up there with playing some the highest appearances. So um certainly I feel that it's definitely a league that I still have a strong connection to and um, and, and faith in my own ability to kind of just 
I suppose just to get back and rebuild a little bit probably is a word from probably the last year and a half really uh, where when you know when you miss football as well you've got to be aware of that and and and, and do what you need to do to get back again. Hi Johnny, it's illuminating to hear how talk there as as he said himself he's he's only thirty one so he by no means is he finished yet <laughs> we'll not write him off yet it's a long good bit to go yet we hope hard but. Johnny, also very interesting, and Howard spoke very candidly just about that difficult year he had back at Korean. I mean, that we we were there when Howard resigned, and we were all delighted to see him back. But I mean, it was just disappointing for Howard and frustrating that it just didn't happen for him for the reasons that he spoke of: COVID, not being able to play in reserve games or anything. And ultimately, it was just very disappointing for everybody concerned. Yeah, there's probably a, a combination of factors. I think obviously Gareth started the season well, um, and then there's Stevie as well, and then Snowy came back, and, and we didn't concede many goals. And Adam Mullen was there too, and 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 Bev made a really good point there. We weren't a consistent team. You know, we could probably we go into match on Saturday and every week, and we could probably name you the team. Yeah, yeah I could probably 100%. name you. We could probably name you the team for Saturday now. Um, and it's just Oren just like and if the players inform you, he'll it, play. If you know what I mean, then. Very rarely does Orr never make more than one or two changes to a starting lineup, in my opinion. So, yeah, and another thing I took there as well, taught, um, gave Bev an insight into be a better teammate. And, and that was probably refreshing to hear as well. And obviously, um, supporting your teammates who are playing in the same position. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, you, you're, you're one to take their spot, but you were there on hand to give them a bit of moral support as well, which is fantastic. And, and yeah, I, I looked at the championship table as well. Obviously, in your rare run right a wee bit at the minute, but I think you're only was it six or seven points off second. So, and obviously second gets you what what the playoffs. So, yeah, plenty to play for in that league. Um, I've, I've looked at results. You know, I think was it ours they were top of the league one week and they lost the team that's bottom of the league. So you know, it's it's so competitive and and everything else. So yeah, look, you're only thirty one. So um, plenty plenty of years left in you yet. <laughs> Doogie, 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 Doogie played the about 44 or something, so no pressure. No, no pressure. Long, uh, long, long, longer term, Howard, I mean, do you have any designs on becoming a coach or a manager down the line? Um, the coaching side of things, look, at this stage, I haven't done badges mm. or anything. I, don't, I probably don't feel hugely drawn to, to that side of it. I think um, kind of in connection with my own kind of work as well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested more into the Obviously, in a day-to-day, I work in mental health services with young people, um, work with families, um, but I'm very interested in kind of just the the emotional, mental, psychological side of, of sport um, and, and to maybe look at that as, a, as an avenue to go in for support for, for players down, down the line or, or making, making that available or from a kind of a coaching point of view, from a you know, well-being coaching perspective of, of helping people, you know, within sport to... Uh, to identify set goals and, and and help establish an action plan to move towards achieving goals because sport is is it's goal driven, isn't it? You know, and <clears throat> and plans and aspirations. So probably more from from that side of things as well, more from an, a supportive point of view um, for players than maybe a mental emotional type level. Um, and because you know it's two areas that I'm huge interest in my connection with sport and enthusiasm and love for it, particularly the world of football, but also having an interest in People um, as human beings, from uh, including physical, uh, mental, emotional perspectives as well. So it, I guess at some stage I, I would be hugely interested in trying to how that the two of those marry together um, to still keep me connected with with football when I do finish playing, but um, to still also look at things from from that other perspective as well. And I think 
look, there's a huge need for it. And, and you know, there's obviously Michael Carville is, is, is pushing on really well for um for like a PFA. So and obviously that 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 is going to be part of part of that. And you know, we've talked a lot and within media as well, just around mental health as well. But I think as well within sport, just from a psychological supportive perspective as well, because it's a hugely pressurized, stressful environment, I think for more attention now <clears throat> as well, which can kind of bring with it a bit more pressure. And, you know, we've all been, you know, defeat there. We've talked about being out injured. They're, they're all tough places to be in. And as well as that, I think, you know, off the pitch issues, and we've seen that in the media recently with a few players coming out and being very open and honest around struggles and addictions um, off the field as well and being aware of, of, of the impact that they have in a, in a psychological level, on a performance level, of course, as well. And, and I think as well, even just, you know, looking at even challenges and difficulties that arise within families too and within relationships. So, that, you know, there's so much going on out there that I think, I think it's great that people are becoming to be more aware of it. So I, I think now that the thing is, well, well what, what do we do or how do we go about to support better as well and I know within clubs there are you know great work done by chaplains as well across each club and in connection with clubs at all levels as well and I think the, the role that they play is is hugely important as well but I think it's you know it's having them together a, a package almost that's available um, as and when needed for certain issues and problems that arise as well so that's certainly something looking maybe beyond uh, down the line a little bit would be something that I would be keen to be involved in having the knowledge, I think, from, from being involved in sport as well. And I think that that's helpful when it comes to, to talking with players who, who are playing the game as well, where you've been there yourself and done it and you get it um, as well. So that's that's something that certainly I'm, I'm curious and really interested in um, and then seeing maybe how that develops. Well, yeah, it sounds like a, a really worthwhile and a really positive and great idea, I think, because, as you said, you know, we've all seen stories about people you know within sport not just in football but you know the pressures and and, and what those pressures can lead to etc so i think that's that would be commended uh, and if you were able to do something like that hard down the line in the future i think it would be of enormous benefit to mm -hmm. everybody johnny uh I, I would think you would echo those feelings as well yeah of course and i think you know what they're trying to get a union going for Irish league players as well uh, and i'm sure Howard, that'll be something you might discuss um later on down the line as well and i think you know as well i've mentioned this in the podcast uh, loads of times probably earlier today you know football you know yes we love watching our team win and stuff but you know there's, there's people there with feelings and things going on in the background and, and everyone else and you know working life and you know, it's not the glitz and the glamour of the Premier League where, you know, players are rolling in with their lovely cars and wearing lovely watches and stuff. It's, it's real life and, you know, you, it's people that you know and you work with and, and stuff like that there. So, yeah, look, I think, you know, mental health and everyone else and whatever it is in terms of health and football is massive now. And, and I think, you know, as, as, as much as possible being, being, being done is great. Well, I, I know, Johnny, from uh, travelling with you to matches and travelling home from matches with you on a Saturday... <laughs> Uh, for example, last Saturday, I know how much of the uh, the feed can affect you. So uh, <laughs> I've seen there. I'm, I've seen I'm, a, I'm all too well, I'm all I'm all too aware of the effects of that. I see. I seen on Twitter there that somebody says I should stop letting football clubs affect my moods, and I just was like, yeah, that's probably me. And I know you go into the car after the away defeat, and you get your you get your ramp out there. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's usually a very quiet journey home in the car if, it, if we've lost on the Saturday. Uh, it was very, imagine. very quiet. It was very quiet. But sure, all them things. Here, sure. boys, at the end of the day, it's only a game. Isn't that right, That's Howard? It. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.
Well, that's it. <laughs> I think I think you tell yourself that come Tuesday night at training again when you're back out. Uh, up until that point, it's it's uh, it feels life or death sometimes. It does. But, it, uh, does it, it, it does affect your weekend, doesn't it? Whatever the result oh, is. Oh, totally. Well, most definitely as well. And you know, we're talking about it from from a fans' perspective as well, from players and managers as well. I think probably which is which is awfully difficult because it's kind of the job of you prepare your team and once they cross the white line, you know, you're 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 hugely powerless in many ways. But um, yeah, I don't know how managers. I don't know how managers do it. I mean, I often wonder, for example, the legs of Oren there, who, you know, managing Corian. He's a school teacher. He's doing up a house. He's just life must be just absolutely hectic. I couldn't do it. Incredible. And then you had, you know, obviously this the, the stadium at the showgrounds as well, yeah. and all going on with that. You know, there's four massive, massive. And I think um, <clears throat> even I think the twins were doing the XUE as well, possibly That's too. Great. You know, so right. pressure. So good, goodness me, like you, you think about that, and uh, yeah, you certainly your your respect for him grows even further, and you take your hat off to him around it. Um, but look, he, you know, he surrounds himself with the right people too, yeah. and which is hugely important. And I think I think you know at Corian, there's a huge togetherness and unity. I think on and off the pitch as well, which maybe over years hadn't quite been there. So I think everybody. You know, down to, to yourselves as well, and I think the efforts and increasing the, the the product. I think because football clubs now are producing an experience for fans. It's no longer just <clears throat> ninety minutes in the pitch. I think it's the minute you, it's the build up to the game. It's the lead up during the week and social media and 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 interviews going out and Twitter and Instagram and so on and so forth. So I think that's across lots of teams is is increased massively, and and it's credit to the people involved and all teams behind behind that as well and I think now fans have been are having a we talk about that match day experience and I think that's improved improved dramatically um within the league um as well which is huge. I think that's so true and I think that's reflected you mentioned that at the start of the show reflected in the attendances at Korean. I think you know the the highest average home attendance in the league above yeah. Linfield and Torn. And I think exactly what you're saying hard that it comes as a result of all the work that the likes of Johnny and the social media people etc do and it's all there to be seen on a Saturday and there's a feel good factor there. Yeah. 100%. Well here guys thank you very much for your time. I know it's a it's very generous of you giving up your time on, on a day before Christmas. Let's hope that the feel-good factor remains on Saturday come five o'clock. Um, as you said, Hard, it's going to be a, a, a tight game. Corey and Crusaders game's always tight. <laughs> Largely depends, I suppose, a bit on who's available for Crusaders yeah. too. But having said that, I think um, Corian's home record, bar the defeat against Linfield, was their first home defeat in over a year. So that Fortress show showgrounds remains, we hope, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, back to winning ways there on Saturday. So, Howard, thank you very much for all your time and your input. It was great hearing from you. You were, you were very honest with us. Um, best of luck for the rest of the season with Ballyclare Comrades. Perfect. And, Thanks, David. Uh, hopefully we, we, we maybe see you back in the Premier League at some point, will we? Perfect. Yeah, look, <clears throat> I suppose I'm kind of... I'm, I'm, few things at the, at the minute really so um yeah look it, it depends kind of how, how they play out and, and kind of decision and discussions and so on and so forth as well so i'll i'll see i'll i keep you i'll keep a keep a, a close eye on it as well um and see how i play how that plays out as well uh but no thank you both damien and johnny thank you uh it's been good to see us again um, yes uh, it's good to chat
chat all, all that we talked about today as well and look could have chatted for easily for another hour no problem so thanks very much yeah. both of you well it's just great to see you back playing football and enjoying football again because we know that your time at Korean wasn't everything that we had hoped it would be and it just ended a bit disappointingly and I guess perhaps from your point of view it ended disappointingly because you didn't really get to say goodbye to the people at the club or the fans or anything uh, either yeah yeah ab- absolutely do you know and I think it <clears throat> excuse me it was just uh difficult from point of view of even signing with no fans and then kind of moving on just at, at that stage, just before the the, the new season, but um, Joe, look, like, the, the direction of your careers around the, the decisions that you make um, along the way, and and I think just for that stage, I felt that um, you know I needed to get back playing again, and and that was going to be important for my career because like you know uh, there was a stage of falling out of enjoyment with it, kind of feeling a bit demoralised, you know all those kind of things as well that, that's going around. So for me, I knew it was kind of a bit make or break of getting back out there again. Um, and that was going to be hugely important to kind of the rest of my career. So, uh, yeah, d- disappointing. But look, you know, watching out results, scores, delighted to see teammates from past doing so well. So hopefully that continues. Well, I think, you know, all Korean fans, and I'll speak on behalf of Korean fans here, we'd all like to say thank you for your your, your service. I think, I mean, 300 and, 300 and 319 appearances for Korean, etc. We're a long period of time, so I think you'll, you'll always be popular and you'll always be welcome back at the showgrounds at any time. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for that. And no, Johnny, that. yes, thank you. And Johnny, um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, but I mean, it's just been great listening to her this afternoon, hasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, it was a difficult season for her. Um, but obviously, with, with no fans there, probably for the, obviously for, for the whole season. But I think uh, going to Ballyclare has probably been a blessing in disguise. You're getting on the pitch, you're getting back playing, and and it's in a competitive league, as you say. So, yeah, no, I've no, I've no doubts that, that you'll be a success there, and you'll definitely always be welcome back um, to the showgrounds. Yeah, and uh, I will see you on Saturday, Johnny. I don't know uh, how do you get to any of the Korean games any longer, or. <clears throat> No, do you know, to be fair, just with, with the fixture schedule and stuff in the championship as well, um, still living up in Belfast, so um, it's probably not just as, as straightforward as easy about you. And I did some of the, the televised games uh, as well, um, according to the few recently. Um, so, yeah, I, I like to tune into those, particularly on a Friday night, just because you're kind of yeah. in the house, you're not doing as much, exactly. uh, you're thinking, preparing for your own game. So, yeah, I always like to, to tune in and... And obviously, as we're talking about all the social media work, Johnny, that Johnny does and others, you know, you're well kept up to date and things too. So, yeah, that's great. Well, here, guys, thank you all very much. Hey, um, hey, just before we go, you've been, you've been very quiet about Leeds on the podcast this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Ellen, you like me out. Well, what can I say? Listen, you know what? It's uh, as I said, it's only a game. It's uh, it's not it's it's not good. But having been a lead supporter for the best part of 40, 50 years, I can take it. You know what I mean? We've had dark, we've had plenty of dark days. So, hey, we just get on with it. You take your beating and you move on. You know what I mean? And you just have to, you know, you support a club. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you support hard? Do you support anybody? Um, I'm a Newcastle fan, so uh, yeah, most people are generally surprised. Um, there's not too many of us. Uh, Interesting. And so, at least you're yeah, loaded, some, Well, that's it. Like, there's money in the bank. I don't know. I know. Attract he's, a, he's, 
He's are down there with us, so it's between yeah. us for relegation this year. We, we could be we could be the richest championship club in history. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good. Well, here we'll, yeah. we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll wait and see. We've only got Arsenal and Liverpool in our next two games. We're all right. We're all right. Yeah. But here, guys, thanks very much. And uh, let's get uh, let's get off and do some more Christmas shopping, shall we? So once again, thank you to Howard, thank you to Johnny, and thank you all for listening. And as ever, come on the bandsiders. <laughs>